Well, I am so honored to get to be with you today, and I just have a little short, don't think it's a full sermon, I know you're probably looking at your clock, but we just have a little short message I want to share with you today. Um, And I brought with me a can of Mountain Dew. Any Mountain Dew lovers out there? Okay, a few, a few. Well, this is not my caffeine of choice. I'm a coffee drinker. Who's my coffee drinkers out there? Woo! It doesn't go with my lesson though, so we had to use Mountain Dew, okay? But Mountain Dew is Ollie's uh, caffeine of choice. And you're probably wondering, why are you even talking about caffeine this morning? Although our graduates are probably gonna need to amp up the level of caffeine a little bit for those late night studies in college, I'm thinking. But that is not why I'm bringing up a can of Mountain Dew. You see, when I look at a can of Mountain Dew, it actually reminds me of my very favorite Bible verse. Can anybody think for just a second where I might be going with a can of mouth? Oh, Angela's like, yes, but she's seen my script, so she knows. Um, <laughs> uh, this reminds me of my favorite verse, which is Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do you get it? It's a can of do, so you can... <laughs> Okay, you're still awake. That's good. That's good. All right. That's right. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now you'll never forget it. Every time you see a can of Mountain Dew, you'll remember Philippians 4.13. Although this is my favorite verse, I also think it's one of the verses that is most um, kind of misunderstood because I think a lot of times we read that verse and we think, man, I can do anything. I can get any job. I can climb any mountain. I can be the strongest person in the world because I can do anything because of Jesus. And while it does mean that we can do anything in Christ's strength, I don't think that's exactly what Paul meant when he wrote this verse. What Paul is really saying is that we can endure anything. We can make it through anything that comes our way, not in our own strength, but in Christ's strength. Now, remember that Paul actually writes this verse while he's sitting in prison. So he probably has a pretty good idea of what enduring and needing God's strength is all about. Well, today is a day of my favorites. My favorite child, my only child is graduating. I got to share my favorite verse. And now I'm gonna share with you one of my favorite Bible stories, which I think will kind of show you how this Philippians 4.13 could actually be played out in real life. And it's, it's, it happened to Paul, but it happened to Paul way before he ever wrote this verse. He was actually, uh, when he, he wrote it to the church in Philippi, and we can read this story in Acts 16, verses 16 through 34, and it's when Paul is actually in Philippi. So Paul's on this missionary journey with his buddy Silas, and they've traveled to this area of Philippi. And many people started putting their faith in Jesus. Um, One of them was a lady named Lydia, and she believed, and she actually used her home as the location of the first church there. But not everybody was accepting of Paul and Silas as they're doing this little journey and telling others about Jesus. And to help you really understand this, since it's Senior Sunday, I thought we'd have a little fun with this story. And I've asked some special helpers to help me with today's story. If you are a helper this morning, if I didn't ask you, don't come forward. If, if, if you are a helper, come on down. I've got a few little things we need. Let's see. All right, everybody give it up for Ollie. Ollie's gonna be Paul today. Rodney's gonna be Silas. Oh, Kelsey's gonna be a fortune teller. All right, oh, I need another angry guy. Where's my other angry guy? All right, we got uh, a jailer, very nice. Jailer, you've got some props here you're gonna need. Be careful with that, jailer. All right, and I've got some angry dudes. Where's some, oh yeah. 
Bullard played Jesus a few weeks ago, so now he's got to play the angry man. You know, it's, it's fair. All right, you guys are right over there. You're, you're on the floor. You're angry. You're not elevated as much today. <laughs> all right, I'm going to move over here out of the way, and we're going to hear what this story is all about. All right, I think we're ready. Okay. All right, so um, our story today starts in Acts 16, like I said, and there's this slave girl who works as a fortune teller for these two angry men, and the Bible tells us she's just following Paul and Silas around everywhere, and they're trying to teach people about Jesus. That'd be a little annoying, right? Acts 16, 16 says that once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit in her, which she predicted the future. And she earned a great deal of money for her owners telling fortunes. Everybody understand what's happening? She tells the fortunes, they make money. The Bible goes on to tell us that she ran after Paul and Silas yelling and making it really difficult for them to tell about Jesus. Let's just pause right here, but he freeze. Where is our crazy, angry, fortune-telling girl? the young girl and she could no longer tell people's fortunes. Let's give Kelsey a hand. You are a great crazy girl this morning. Good job, Kelsey. Well, what do you think that's going to do for her owners? They are going to now be really what? Angry. Let's see those angry faces. Oh, yes, they're very angry. Their business was ruined. They grabbed Paul and Silas. That's your cue. You're up on stage now. They grabbed Paul and Silas and they took them to the city leaders. They said, these men are causing problems. The angry owners yelled to the leaders. The leaders ordered that the soldiers would beat Paul and Silas and throw them into jail. All right, you guys were very good angry guys. Let's give our angry guys a hand. You guys may have a seat. All right, angry men, you did excellent. You're all done. You can go. You're done, angry men. Thank you so much. You're done. Go be angry somewhere else. Okay. Now, the leaders ordered them um, to beat Paul and Silas and throw them into jail. All right. In those days, you may not know this, but if a prisoner escaped from prison, the jailer would be put to death. So he's probably going to take this pretty serious, right? So in verse 24, it says, when he received these orders, the jailer put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now think about this for a second. These poor guys, have they done anything wrong? They're just out there telling people about Jesus, right? They're telling people the good news and they even healed a woman. I mean, her life has definitely changed for the better, right? And now they're stuck behind bars. Well, Paul and Silas, they could have sat there and they could have complained and whined and said, this is very unfair, we're here. But actually, the Bible tells us they didn't do that. Deep inside that prison, Paul and Silas chose to pray and sing songs to God. The Bible says in verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Well, let's imagine, let's hear, I hear them singing, yes, oh, they're singing so nicely. But you know what? But with these two playing their role, I think it might have looked a little bit more like this.
jailer is going to be killed if anyone is missing. So the jailer wakes up and when he sees the prison doors open, he drew his sword about to kill himself because he thought if the prisoners had escaped, but Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights. He rushed in and the jailer falls trembling before Paul and Silas. He brings them out and he says, what must I do to be saved? Paul and Silas replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Wow, the jailer listened and he believed and everyone in his household listened and believed and they became followers of Jesus. Let's high five each other, guys, that's awesome. All right, good job, let's give our actors a hand. Good job today, good job. Thank you so much. All right, so I find this story, that was really great, guys, you were very good. I find this story incredible because I really try to picture myself in that situation. I'm kind of a fair person. Like, I like things to be fair. And there was no fairness about that story, right? There was nothing fair there. And if I had been wrongly accused and I'd been thrown in prison and I'd been put in in the deepest, darkest part, chained up with really no hope of ever getting out, I don't, I mean, I am a pastor, but I'm not sure my first response would be to praise the Lord and sing hymns and songs to him. I have to be honest, there might've been a little grumbling and complaining first. So I'm inspired by this story. I really do think it's a true picture of what it means to know that we can do all things because of Christ. We can endure all things because of Jesus in this. Um, If you've been around me very much, you know that I often say it's not if the storms of life will come, but rather when they come. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? How will we handle those storms when they come? Graduates, how will you handle life when things don't go the way you planned? How will you handle the peer pressure at college? It will be there. How will you handle when people question you about your faith because they do not believe what you believe? How will you handle it if a loved one gets sick? How will you handle if you don't get your dream job right off the bat? These things happen. They are things to think about. But when you have a strong faith in Jesus Christ and you rely on him, we have to remember that it is when we are weak that he is the strongest. You can rely on him to help you through all of those circumstances, whatever comes your way. Just like Paul and Silas were in that prison and it looked like it was absolutely hopeless. They cried out, and they praise God in the middle of those difficult circumstances. Graduates, I just wanna say that we are all incredibly proud of each and every one of you. You guys are amazing, and I know that the Lord has wonderful plans for your life, but even knowing that, even know that God has great plans, it will not always be perfect. So I encourage you to remember Philippians 4.13. Let's all read it together if we can, okay? Oh, yes, we're gonna read it with a can do. All right, here we go, ready? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. May I pray with you, please? Um, Worship team, you can come forward. Dearly Father, thank you so much for today, Lord. What a celebration it has been of 11 amazing humans, Father God. And I know you have amazing plans for their future. Lord, we just pray blessings over them. And Father God, also, if there's anyone in this room, Lord, that doesn't know you and they're going through a rough time and they need to know that they can rely on you, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that they could come to the altars, they could pray. Um, 
Lord, we just want them to know that this is a church that's real and wants to partner with them. So the altars are open, Father God. We just pray that your Holy Spirit would move. In Jesus' name, amen.